You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And as always, we have amazing people on the podcast sharing transparent and vulnerable moments. I got the great Miss Love and Light, Miss Fire Me Up, Miss <laughs> Sarah Fontenot on the pod. Yo, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? I'm so excited to be here also. I love the content that you're bringing. I, you. I think that it is so freeing for people to understand, number one, that they're not alone. Yeah. But two, giving like the action steps of how to get out of the slump that they may be in. So I just want to say I see you, I acknowledge you, I appreciate you. And you are literally delivering people out of a suppressing culture or mindset. So thank you. This is that's so the, dope. I love what the, you're doing. That's the goal. Thank you. Because I was that person. Yeah, me too. And I realized how liberating it was to just let it all go. Yes. Like everything, like anything you ask me, there's no whole bars with me. You can ask me whatever you want to ask me. I'm open. Um, I don't always just freely, willingly just share it because it's not for everyone. Right, right, right. But if you ask me and you want to know and you're inquired about it, right. let's talk about it. Right. And, and I think there's so much permission, even though we don't need permission, but yeah. people think they need permission. There's so much permission when it's like, okay, well, if he can do it, then I can too. Absolutely. If she can do it, I can too. So I'm just, I see you, man. I love what you're Appreciate doing. You. I love what you're creating. And I am Thank honored you. to be here on this I'm podcast today. Thank you. So Thank introduce you. Introduce yourself. Let people know who you are. What's up? All that stuff. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Sarah Fontenot. I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, First and foremost, I got to rewind and go back to who I am because who I am is not what I do. Mm. Those are two very different things. Um, like who you be, you know, I love that be? question. Who you be? Who you be? Um, but one of the things, you know, on top of the accolades mm -hmm. and the achievements, all of those different things that I'll say is that my biggest accomplishment is what you see is what you get. I believe what you see and it not being a facade is so critical to whether a person is truly free inside of being themselves and if they're not. And freedom is happiness. And if we can't be happy, then what's the point? Mm. And so for me, um, you know, if you want to go back into what I've done, I started in multi-level marketing. I, I built to the top 1.6% of the company. I took the strategies, the tools, all of those things. And I realized that a lot of times people will see your gift before you do. And so when I was teaching and I was rallying people together and I was creating leadership, people would ask me all the time, Sarah, how are you so strong? Meanwhile, I'm like trying to figure my whole life out. My yeah. whole life feels like it's in shambles. I'm crying myself to sleep at night. And I'm like, wait, I'm really not that strong. I just have these actionable, tangible things that I mm, do okay. that help me shift the perspective that actually change the way that I act and the way that I move, For right? Sure. And so I started doing high ticket one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a mindset motivation t-shirt line, got heavy into investing. Um, I have an online course, audiobooks, all of the things. Speak, I've spoken all over the world and I have to tell you, one of the, the craziest moments was when I was asked to come speak in Iceland. First of all, I had to look and see where is Iceland. Okay, I had to look on a map. Anybody can be successful. Okay, sure. I had no idea where that was. Yeah. Um, it was mind blowing, but for me, it was like, wow, look at this girl from small town Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, I said it right. Regina. I would hope so if you're from this. I, I did, yes. Re people are like, why don't they call it Regina? I don't know, Susan. I don't know why would they don't call it Regina. That's not its name, maybe. Um, right. But I would say, I would say, you know, uh, I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan, mm -hmm. Canada. 
And inside of that, getting to a space where I get to, I've had the opportunity to travel all over the world and really help people get out of their own way mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. before they start to start, grow and scale a business. Because I believe that worthiness is our birthright. Right, And absolutely. somehow it gets lost in translation of all the things that are happening. So that's what I do, um, that's who I be. And I, I feel like we get to be, do and have whatever we wanna be, do and have. And it's always changing yeah, and it's always shifting absolutely. and it's okay. So before the being, let's go back to, help me with this pronunciation. Regina. Regina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go to Regina and talk about it because I'm born and raised American. Yes. You're born and raised Canadian. Yes. What's the differences that you've seen now that you've had the best of both worlds? Oh, there are so many differences that I didn't know were differences mm. until I experienced something different. Okay. So what I mean by that is I was the only black girl in every class that I went to. In Canada. In Canada, yep. I was the only black girl. Um, there was a very strong black community growing up. Um, but it's it's little things like you don't even realize when people would say things like, wow, Sarah, you're really beautiful for a black girl. And I, I didn't realize what, what they were actually saying. Mm -hmm. It went over my head and I, that just became the norm, right? And I think that I, I realize now being an older, wiser person, looking back in reflection, you know, I start to see, oh, there's a lot of systemic stuff happening here. There's, yeah, sure. there's some supremacy stuff happening mm -hmm. here. There's some racist things that are happening here. And so the best of both worlds, I'm not sure that I felt like that because I, I never really felt like I fit in growing up. I was a really? tomboy. Oh my goodness. I've always been a social butterfly. Um, I was a crazy tomboy until I was 17. I used to fight. I was like a whole different Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Completely I would different never Sarah. imagine you being that Sarah. Oh my God. I've done a lot of work on myself, Joe. Like a lot of work. Um, but you know, and then coming out here, when I first got started into entrepreneurship, we used to do this thing where we would go as a team and we called it blitzing and we would go talk at like events, like big events, like let's say the, a film festival or mm -hmm. uh, a jazz festival. And we would talk to everybody that was there and try to introduce them to the business we were in, right? Boots on the ground, like we're gonna get new people, we're gonna get contacts, yeah. we're gonna this, that, and the other. And I remember going to uh, a jazz festival in LA mm. and my mind was blown because I had never in real life seen that many black people in one place, never. And it's things like that that makes you like, oh, wow. Like new experience, mm -hmm. new cultures, new ways of being, new ways of speaking. And again, when you get to tap into all of who you are, because I don't think that it's a, a white versus black thing. I don't think that it's a, it's a either or. I think it's a both and. Mm. And it's just really cool to be able to say, you know, I've had this experience, I've had this experience, and there's more. You know, so it, it just it just created a, an opportunity for me to experience different cultures and different things and different all the things, you know. Absolutely. So let's go back to the thing you said when people would say, hey, you're very cute for a black girl. Yeah. What did that do to you growing up when you recognized that it wasn't them just saying that you're cute, but they're saying you're cute for a particular demographic? Well, I think also we have to remember that people are always doing the best they can with where they're at. And so if they've only ever been exposed to a certain thing, and exposure is the key, right? Mm -hmm. This is why it's so important to have a solid environment. This is why it's so important to have people around you that stretch you and your vision and your exposures, because now you get to see certain things. So looking back, I'm really clear that people that would say those kinds of things to me have never really been anywhere. Right. 
You know, if I'm the only person that you see that looks like me, you don't know any better, mm -hmm. you know? And ignorance is bliss, right? It's, it's literally just an ignorant statement based on the fact that they don't know. And so my opportunity now being an older person when someone says that, because it still happens to this day, to be honest, I, I get that all the time, or people will say, you speak really well for a black woman. Hmm. I'm guessing you haven't spent much time around black women, mm -hmm. right? Because right. all of my tribe speaks like this. And not everyone, we're all, we're all different, but we're well-educated women. You know, we know how to speak well, we know how to be articulate, we know, it has nothing to do with the color of our skin, it has everything to do with what are our desires and how do we want to evolve and be seen in the world and all of those things. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we get to choose what that looks like, there is no right or wrong. And so when those experiences happened at the time, I didn't, I didn't know any better. But as an adult that experienced it, I've learned that they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And so my opportunity is to teach them, we don't want to say that. Right. You, you don't want to say that because what you're implying is, and to let them know, and, and not with guilt or shame or anger, but just to let you know, hey, there are millions, millions of beautiful people on the planet. Let's just acknowledge the, the, the human race and mm. not the race, mm. you know? So back then I didn't know any better. Gotcha. So what was home life like? <gasps> growing up? <laughs> yeah, growing oh, up. Oh my gosh. Okay, so number one, Mom and dad, I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful God chose y'all for me because I've always been a rebel, like my whole life. I came out the womb swinging. I, I see rebel in you. Oh, I definitely see what? that. What? Against yeah, the absolutely. grain. Absolutely, all day. <laughs> Against the grain. And it's funny because my, my parents tell me all the time, my dad used to joke to my mom and be like, can we just kill her? <laughs> can we literally just kill her? Like, we, like I, I, I can't deal with Sarah. And my mom, they laugh, we all laugh about uh, it now. And my mom was like, yo, baby, we had to be so careful with you because there's a fine line between discipline and breaking your spirit. Mm. We never wanted to break your spirit. And I think that that's such a powerful place of parenting. Absolutely. Because th the way that I, I stood for what I believed in, the way that I was unwavering in how I wanted to move, the way that I, I believed in, in going for it all in, those are actually really powerful qualities as an adult. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to authority and discipline, and it's like, you're telling me one way and I believe it's this way, that's hard when you're a child. Absolutely. And so I'm grateful for my parents because they've been some of my best teachers in life and not because they were like, Sarah, let me teach you how to X, Y, Z because of who they be, right? My dad ruptured a disc in his back when I was 10 years old. Ooh. Yep, so we went from a two-family income household to one. Uh, I have a million brothers and sisters. My parents love each other way too much, so <laughs> all How that. Many? Yeah, yeah, I have seven brothers and sisters. Wow. Yeah, so um, my mom was had a full-time job. She was going to school to get her master's in engineering. All of us kids had her own life, had to take care of my dad, and still wanted to make sure we weren't homeless, right? <sighs> all at 10 years old. And so... You know, one of the stories that I that I share, and I hope I'll share now, but I hope I don't cry because every time I think about my parents, I get pretty emotional because they're just so dope. Um, but I remember my mom always made my dad head of household, always, whether he was injured or not, working or not. My dad was always head of household, and I thought that that was such a superpower. And I remember one time when I was ten years old, I needed to go to the washroom, mm -hmm. right? And the washroom is literally across the hallway, the bathroom for Americans, yeah. okay, is uh, <laughs> literally across the hallway from my bedroom, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I wake up in the middle of the night, it's probably two or three o'clock in the morning, and I, I hear something in the kitchen. 
Now the way that the house is built, if I were to peek outside and go down the hallway, you either could go into the living room or the kitchen right here. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the left, you if you peek around the fridge, then you'll see the dining room table or the kitchen table, because we didn't have a dining room. It was just the kitchen yeah. table, right? And so uh, it's two, two or three o'clock in the morning and I, I walk down the hallway. My parents always said, if you hear a noise, don't go look. Rebel, Rebel. okay? Rebel, let's get that through and through. So I'm going down the hallway, I'm being as quiet as I possibly can, thinking like whatever's in this house, I'm gonna catch it, you know? And I go and I slink to the left and I go to peek around the, the fridge to see like what's in the kitchen. And my mom is there sobbing over her homework. Mm. Like when I tell you, oh, sorry. When I tell you, oh man, my mom, ugh, sheesh, sorry. Um, but I think about those times where at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, she's crying over her homework because she's trying to get her master's in engineering. In a few hours, she'd have to be up to get all of us ready for school. My dad is injured. She has her own life. She's trying to make sure we're not homeless. She's working full time. Like literally, I just remember seeing her and I slunk back into my room and I tried to be so quiet, Joe, because I didn't want her to know that I had seen her in a weak position, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what I didn't realize is that was actually one of the most powerful, strong moments I've ever seen my mom. Because when she woke us up in the morning, she had poise, you know, she had love, she mm -hmm. had positivity. So I didn't even know that my mom was going through this struggle or this battle. And so it taught me resilience. You know, no matter what you're going through, you still get to show up in the world with poise and grace and positivity and a, and a, and a knowing that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It may not feel good right now, but I can, I can battle through this battle. I can still win. And my mom went on to become a six-figure, you know, earning woman, the engineer. She's, a, she's an amazing woman. But it's just mind-blowing to me that, you know, we have to look around and see who are we allowing to teach us yeah. inside of our lives. Absolutely. Like it goes back to that level of environment. So, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really grateful that God chose my parents for me because I needed those lessons. And I needed, I, I needed the, the, the hardness. My dad was a little hard growing up, a lot of hard actually. Sorry, dad, I'm just gonna tell the truth. <laughs> my dad was really hard growing up and not because, you know, it, as an adult, I can look back and forgive and say, this is a man mm -hmm. who was in his, his 30s or when I'm, I'm, well, maybe by this time he's in his 40s. And literally, it's wild to think that he can't work anymore. He can't provide the same way. He probably feels like less of a man. His ego, like all of these different things play a part, right? Because of an injury that he had no control over. Absolutely. So I can understand why he was hard, but I needed that. You know, so all of the things that happen, I, I funnel everything in my life, and I didn't know until later, uh, through life mantras, that things go wrong so life can go right. That things I was- Things go wrong so man, life can go right. Yes, I was built for this, that's another one. Yeah. You know, this is all a part of my story, that's another one. And when we can really shift the way that we look at things and understand that we can, there's a battle to our blessing. Right. There's a battle without a shadow of a doubt. But if we can be resilient inside of it, mm -hmm. you know, if we can, we can be persistent and consistent and understand this is all a part of our story. Yeah. And no matter what happens, things go wrong. So life can go out right, but I'm built for this. What can stop you? Yeah. Nothing but death. That is true. You know, so sorry for crying. Nah, that's, that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow.
Yeah, it's a I lot. never knew that part about you. Which part? The mom, like you seeing your mom, because of course, as a rebel child, you're going against the grain of everything that mom and dad says. Yeah. And then you have like this moment mm. that it seemed like, you know, it changed the whole trajectory, trajectory of your life. Yeah, it did. You know, you went from maybe rebellious to what? I think I, I responsibly rebellious, mm, I'll say. Okay, okay. Like even even now my parents joke, like in the dating scene, right? My parents will be like, don't tell, if they don't like someone, my mom will literally say, don't say you don't like them because Sarah will do the opposite. Hey, hey, my mom, you know mom don't like you. Right, right, <laughs> no, she's like, she like to my dad, she'll be like, don't say anything uh -huh. negative because Sarah's going this way. She yeah. will do the opposite of uh -huh. what you say. Um, and I say that kind of joking, but she really does say that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that for me, them allowing me to be that rebel, mm -hmm. them allowing me to make my own mistakes, I think has been one of the most beautiful, powerful things that they've ever done for me. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily about not being a rebel, and I don't love labels, about not you know going against the grain yeah, or whatever yeah, it may yeah. be. Um, it was more so about learning from my experiences that were mistakes or lessons or whatever you want to call it. So I've learned a lot mm -hmm. because I am a hard-headed person. <laughs> uh, and you know, I had, to, I, had to, I had to figure a lot of different things out, but I'm really grateful. And I will say that inside of that, I moved to Los Angeles by myself when I was 20 I years get old. Into that. 20 years 20. old, 20 by myself. And, and my parents weren't worried about me because I had that unwaveringness. Mm -hmm. My dad was like, what, Sarah? Nothing's good. My mom was like, I'm praying, putting a bubble of protection around my daughter. I know you're gonna be okay. And my dad was like, let someone try to tell Sarah something. She, she's gonna do what she wants to do. Yeah. You can't, she's, I'm like incorruptible. If I don't wanna do it, there's no amount of money. If I wanna do it, I'm gonna do it. It's not about the money. If I don't wanna do it, I'm not gonna do it. It's not, it's not about anything. There's no amount of like law or whatever it may be. This is who I am, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm grateful because they fostered that. Yeah. They didn't break it. Got you. So let me ask you this question before we get to LA. Yeah. What do you believe keeps you grounded in just being Sarah and not wavering to, you know, because society say, oh, you should do this because, you know, things happen and the society pushes so many norms or people around us pushes so many things on us and say, oh, you should do it this way because I did it this way. Mm. But what keeps Sarah from being so unwavering and just, yo, I'm sticking to my guns? Yeah. Um, also, dear future husband, I'm not that way in a relationship. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but what I will say is uh, when it comes to being unwavering, mm -hmm. I think we're all duped from our childhood. Right. Because a lot of the times people are saying, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? Well, what is amazing, but what is connected to achievement, whereas who is connected to fulfillment? And so Say that one more time. So what you want to be, mm -hmm. the label of, of what you do is connected to achievement, but who you are is connected to fulfillment. Mm. There's a lot of people that I know, I have friends that are ultra successful and miserable. I have friends that are making a ton of money uh, or, and, and they're also very happy. So I'm not, it's not about the money, it's about who is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be in alignment with? And so my anchor to self is in the anchor of who is it that I want to be? How do I want to make people feel? How do, and, and any time that I'm out of alignment with that, I don't want to stay there. 
I don't want to be in of anything that, that doesn't make me feel good about me. Yes. So that's my anchor because I'm clear. How do people, how do I want to make people feel? How do I want to be when I'm inside of a room? What are the conversations I'm okay with having? When we're so crystal clear on the vision over our lives, there's certain things we won't rock with. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to see me doing certain things in public, never because it's not in alignment with the vision that I have over my life. You're never gonna see me rocking with certain types of people because they're not in alignment with the vision that I have over my life. And that doesn't make anyone or anything good or bad. It just makes it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Are you in alignment or are you not? And so that's my anchor to self. Like I said, I'm incorruptible. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it because that's, that's who I am. Yeah. You know, someone might be like, Hey, Sarah, um, you know, as an example, I have a $10,000 speaking rate. Like I'll do speak for an hour for $10,000, right? I'm not mad at it. Yeah. And this is the thing. If I'm going to charge you $10,000 as a speaking rate and you come to me and you're like, hey, you know, I'm doing this thing for, for women. Could you come speak at this and, and we'll give you an honorarium. I know your rate is 10,000. If I want to do it, sure. I will waive my entire fee and you can give me an honorarium because I'm passionate about what it is that you're talking about. Because it aligns. It aligns. The, the people that I'm talking to align. It, it's important to be aligned. So for me, I think it's important to get anchored, which comes back into identifying who is it that you wanna be? We live in a society where, where people don't even, they don't know who they are. Most people, they don't ask the questions. So um, I would just say, you know, we, we, we've got to ask the questions. We've got to do the work. Reflection is important. Absolutely. Figuring out where we, where we triggered the healing, the traumas, all of those things mm -hmm. come in, come into a part of it. But I just know the person that I want to be. And it's an forever evolving thing. I'm still a hot mess. I'll always be a hot mess, yeah. but I can always work towards who it is that I want to be. Gosh, <laughs> every question is hard to follow up with. Sorry. No, nah, that's good. That's good. So let's jump into LA. Okay. You moved to LA yes. at 20 years old. Moms and pops. Moms is worried. Dad is like, oh, she's good. Yeah. Were, was there any point in your life in this transition from Canada to LA where you're like, you know what, this might be a bad idea? No. However, there okay. were a lot of points in my life I was struggling. I never questioned the journey. Mm -hmm. Never. Because what I know is we don't know anything. True. And and I'm sure both of us know, like I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on courses, on masterminds, on mm -hmm. seminars, on books, on the this and the retreats and the this and the that. And I've, I've invested so much into learning. And the more that I learn, the more I know, I don't know anything. Mm. There's so much, you know, there's just too much, Yeah. you know? And so reversing back into, was it a bad idea or not? No absolutely not a bad idea. My circumstance or my situation is not who I am. And, and, and we have to remember that who we were is not who we are and who we are is only the potential of who we can be. Yeah. And so inside of that, it's like, okay, Sarah, because I was the girl calling my mom every month saying, can you please help me pay my rent? You know, it doesn't matter where you start. Mm -hmm. I was that girl putting $3 on pump five, right? I was the girl that in got- In LA. In LA, right? Well now, gas prices weren't as bad as they are now. I mean, but it's still LA. Yes, it East is coast LA. East Coast West Coast, gas prices are definitely different. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, Joe, I got sued for $3,500 when I moved out of my apartment, my first apartment that I had in LA, because in the four years that I lived there, I paid my rent twice on time. So I got sued for $3,500 worth of late fees. 
I literally had a notice to pay or quit on my door every month, except for two of them. So number one, I think it's important for people that are, that are on this journey of healing or on this journey of business or on whatever journey that they're on to understand it doesn't matter where you start. Right. You know, we all have an origin story. And so when I'm crying myself to sleep at night and I'm trying to figure out, you know, it was never, is this a bad idea? And I think that so many people are out here and they're looking to God saying, you know, why is this happening to me? But we have no power there. People are looking to God saying, you know, um, is this, is this like, maybe this is the reason why I shouldn't do it. No, this is God saying, how bad do you really want it? And so again, it goes back to our mindset. It goes back to our belief system. Yeah, I was struggling. Yes, I was crying myself to sleep at night. Yes, I was stressed out, but that I needed an exit strategy. I, I knew that I wasn't supposed to stay there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's not an option. And so I think that it's important for people to number one, get around the people that pull the soldier out of you, yeah. not the people yeah. that pacify you, but also to get crystal clear that the journey of evolution in anything, whether mm -hmm. it be business, relationship, self, it's hard. Yeah. It is challenging, but it is worth it. You know? Mm -hmm. Wow. So in this journey mm -hmm. to move into LA and being in LA, you're evicted almost. Every month. Two months, you finally decided to pay your rent on time. Mm -hmm. What are the odd jobs to work? What was the reason for going to LA? Oh, I moved to LA to pursue acting. I'm a cliche. <laughs> I'm a cliche, um, but I'm so grateful for that. And it's so funny how any of it even happened. I got into this school. They only allow, I think, like 14 to 20 students per semester. And uh -huh. I got into the theater academy and I was really excited about it. And um, it brought me there. Now, this is the thing. I slipped and fell into multi-level uh, multi marketing. Mm -hmm. like, Complete accident, right? I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. I thought the only ways to be successful were doctor, lawyer, engineer, or entertainment. Gotcha, yeah. I knew I couldn't be a doctor because blood makes me queasy. Mm -hmm. Also, dear future husband, when we have children, I don't know what's gonna happen. I just, I don't know, right? I have no idea. Like, ooh, toddlers vomiting, not babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toddlers vomit, we're both sick. Like now we gotta clean up two messes. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's over for me, I'm a disaster. I cannot, this is a mess. <laughs> I have such a weak stomach, I hate it. Um, oh, it's awful. So that, I knew I couldn't be a doctor, no way. My sister Lauren, she's like, she used to watch those plastic surgeon shows where they like watch you cutting, oh, mm. who? All bad, all bad. Um, an engineer, my mom's an engineer. Yeah. I didn't want to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. a, do uh, a lawyer, I was like, I have some high key, strong debating skills. Yes. Strong debating skills. But then I learned all the things I had to learn about that I wasn't interested in. And I'm just not interested in doing what I'm not interested in. All right, right, so, right. No. So I was like, entertainment. I love to sing, act, and dance. You sing? I. A little bit? Mm, like, I love to sing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to sing so much. Okay. Um, so I ended, up, I ended up moving to LA, getting into this school, and that was kind of the thing. So as far as, you know, what did it look like as far as being 20 years old, as far as uh, pursuing that thing. That's what brought me to LA. And then it, I got involved in pageants. I did a Miss California pageant and I met a girl. Mm -hmm. And the first time I saw her, we both needed to lose weight. I've lost 38 pounds and I've kept it off for almost 10 years now. You. Thank you so much. And when I saw her, we both needed to lose weight to be in a pageant, right? I saw her six weeks later 
and she looked like a Barbie doll. And I was like, hold up, girl, because surgery does not heal this fast. I'm looking for wounds. I'm looking for bruises. I'm like, where, girl? How? Give me the secret. And she's like, yeah, she's like, come work out with me. I said, I don't want your workout. I want your drugs. Like whatever drugs you're taking, put me on and don't, don't like, you know, give me the real. And uh, she was like, oh, no, for real. Just come work out with me. Come work out with me. Anyway, I ended up going to a workout weeks down the line. And there were 200 plus people fist pumping, high fiving, like, yeah, working out at 7 a.m. on the beach. Wow. I was like, these are my people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Energy is amazing. Um, and so I ended up, that was a, it was an introduction into multi-level marketing and I fell in love with that company. And um, that's how I slipped and fell into any kind of business. And I realized that it's not only doctor, lawyer, engineer, entertainment, where you can be successful, that you can be a business owner, that you can be an entrepreneur, that there are so many different options out there. You just have to find out, you know, what is it that you love to do yeah. and make it in alignment with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and do this when it comes to friends and family members because a lot of the time you know this people yeah. that love you the most they support you the least because they're trying to keep you safe in who you are yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so many would say rebels are hard to love oh would you believe that about yourself no talk about it um in business mm-hmm. and So this is why alignment is so important, because when you are aligned with people that have a similar core value, you don't feel like a rebel anymore Mm. because you're in your tribe. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's rebellious to be an entrepreneur in my family. It's rebellious for you to have critical thought. Right. For most people, Mm -hmm. like even with all of the things that are happening in the world to question, sometimes you're, you're almost stoned, yeah, right? Yeah. So for me, when I say rebel, I mean in the sense that I'm gonna ask questions. I'm not just gonna take what you say as law, and that's looked at as rebellious, but I actually think that that's smart. You know, like I, I feel like you should ask questions right. about certain things. So I don't feel like I'm a rebel anymore. I think I go against the grain for what most people think is normal. Yeah, okay. Now, that being said, as far as being hard to love, No, I think that one of our superpowers is to give and to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. to be open and honest and transparent. Now, I do think that sometimes I'm a little too transparent for people. Really? Yeah, absolutely. What's too transparent? Because I've heard that about myself as well. Mm -hmm. They say, yeah, you share entirely too much. And I'm like, well, what's the issue? Right. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, I would would think so. I think so, too. But everyone isn't built that way. And some people are uncomfortable with your truth because then it forces them to look at their own. You know, so for me, again, it comes back to tribe, comes back to environment. I don't feel like I over talk or overshare or that I because we're all similar. Mm -hmm. And and even if we're not similar in that sense, we're all understanding and non-judgmental and non-critical. You know, so it's like I get to feel safe inside of all of who I am. And when I feel safe that way, us as human beings, especially as a woman, we naturally want to give. We naturally want to nurture. We naturally want to love. So it's easy to be loved, number one, when you're being yourself in the people that like in that circle that Mm -hmm. you feel safe inside of. It's just like the law of reciprocation. And we have to make sure that the people that we're giving to 
are 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 not buckets with holes at the bottom mm. because a part of me too I'm a big time giver I love to give like I feel like a better human being when I'm blessing some stranger in the store yeah. buying their groceries you know Absolutely. or or buying uh, school supplies for families every school season or or you know like I love doing those things and for for people that I know and love too I love to give it's a, it just is what it is right yeah. and so if you're not careful and you don't know who you are and you're not you're, you haven't clarified the standard of what it takes to be around you then anyone will kind of come to you and sometimes we're giving to people that there's like there's there's no bottom mm. there's so when you pour into them it just you just keep pouring and then you're left depleted and they're left being like well I deserve more yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that level of entitlement so I think it's really important again to get crystal clear on who is it mm -hmm. that you want to be around who is it that you want to be and then cultivating a tribe that doesn't wrong you for being all of who you are because that's a superpower being all of who you are the good the bad the 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 ugly whatever yeah. it may mm -hmm. be and sometimes and I'm sure you've heard this when people say like you have to do the shadow work yeah what does that mean just because it may be perceived as negative doesn't make it dark or ugly or wrong it's just a part of me that I'm I'm learning to heal through, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that we as human beings have to stop wronging ourselves for being human. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Gotcha. Relationships. Yes, key. You dating now? I am dating. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let's like, what is it like? Who is Sarah inside of a relationship? Oh. Because you have. Boss chick Sarah on yes. this side of here, who's tough, Ugh. who's like, yo, I'm getting to it. Yeah. You speak with so much power, authority, but it's so welcoming at the same time. Thank you. And then earlier you mentioned your husband, their future husband. Yes. I'm not like this in a relationship. I am not. Who is Sarah inside of a relationship? I desire to be safe to be my little girl. Mm. I want to be goofy and fun and snuggly and, you know, all of the things I, I, I truly desire mm -hmm. to, to feel safe, secure and respected. And so when I feel that way, it's like, it's fun and it's loving and it, it's, you know, no relationship is perfect. No yeah. relationship. Anyone that tells you that it is, is a liar. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a perfect human being, um, but I'm real. You know, and I, I think that I've learned a lot of different ways, especially because I also desire masculine men. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to feel safe to, if I'm giving the lead over my life mm -hmm. and I'm taking off the armor, you know, I'm literally taking, cause the world makes us have armor on, yeah, right? If I'm right. taking it off when I come into the house, I have to trust that I'm not going to get stabbed by you. I'm not going to get like, you've got my back. It's okay for me to take off that armor mm -hmm. because masculine energy doesn't want masculine energy. So I've learned now, um, how to be in, and my mom has taught me too. There's so many, my mom is like, that lady should have been a, the next Oprah. Really? She's, really? oh my, she's such a genius. And she's, she's like a, she's a too. diamond in a rough. Yeah, like, like, like not her. And like, she is a, such a diamond. And then she just never, I don't know. She has so many bars. I'm like, I literally teach on her bars and her analogies to this day. I want to your mom on the podcast. Yo, let's get her on the, <laughs> mom is dope. She's got all the answers to everything. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, I think that me in a relationship, I, I just want to love mm -hmm. and give and um, be present. I want to be where my feet are. I don't know if that answers the question, but. No, that did. So let's talk about your experience in dating. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
knew it was what, coming. I mean, you should have known. I, I knew it was you coming. I, I knew it was coming. What have your dating experiences been like? Because now, it, like, if you look at today's present dating scene, yeah, and you hear so much negativity about dating, yeah, and then dating, of course, it has its downfalls, but also has its, you know, it has its great positive perks to it. Correct? Yes. So, what has dating been like for you? So it started tragically. Actually, no. Like in high school, mm -hmm. great relationships. Um, but I actually have to rewind to the identity and the subconscious story that I used to have. Okay. That I created when I was 10 years old. And I didn't know until I did the reflection and the learning and the journaling and the meditating and the praying. And it took a lot of time and the mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't find out until I was 28 years old, which is years ago, right? I didn't find out until I was 28 years old that I was living the story. Mm. And the story happened because when I was 10, my mom, I was a dirty kid also. Tomboy, didn't shower every day, nasty kid. And if there were roaches in Canada where I'm from, we would have had roaches in the house strictly because of how dirty I was. Absolutely. You. Yes, absolutely. 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 I used to have food in the house or in, the, in my room. I'd like tuck stuff away. Oh, I was so nasty. I was absolutely disgusting. Now, this is the thing. There was a girl in my class and I'm mm. going to I call her Jane Doe. Jane Doe was like Little Miss Muffet. Her dad was a police officer, her mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she invited the whole class over to hang out at her house. Every single thing had its place. It was like perfection from my 10-year-old eyes. Mm -hmm. She was beautiful, athletically gifted, she could sing, she could play the guitar and the piano. She was the girl, yeah. like in school, right? And I remember one day, I went to her and I, I, I said, hey, I would love for you to come over to my house and play after school. But I gave her the disclaimer. I said, I'm not clean like you. I would love for you to show me how to be clean like you, but I want you to know if you come over and play, I'm not clean like you. But I would really love for you to show me because I want to be, right? What gave you such bravery to just give that disclaimer? I don't know. I don't know. Probably dumb, dumb, dumb things, children out of the mouths of babe. Mm -hmm. And I, I think too, I knew, like I knew from going to her house mm -hmm. and then coming to my house, it was not the same. Now, mind you, when, when my parents are like, clean your room, I didn't listen to them. My dad is injured downstairs. My mom is making sure we're not homeless. So there wasn't a lot of accountability to me cleaning my room. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't wasn't that serious. But I, I knew, one, I wasn't going to listen to my parents. But two, I knew that I wanted to be more like her because my 10-year-old eyes, she had a perfect life and I wanted that perfect life. Right. So when she came over to my house, uh, she did not stay long, and the next day I went to school, she told everyone how dirty, disgusting, and nasty I was. Literally told every single person in the class, and we don't have middle school where I'm from. Mm -hmm. We have K to eight. Okay. So I'm 10 years old. I have the rest of my, of my grade six, seven, and eight left to live with this, this persona of Sarah's nasty, Sarah's disgusting, mm -hmm. right? So... What I didn't know was that 10 years old, I created a story that said, if I let you in, you'll betray me. Mm. I didn't know until I was 28. And the thing about our stories is, and I know you know this, is that we will subconsciously seek the people, yep. the places, opportunities, experiences that validate our subconscious stories. Absolutely. It's the identity that we live by, right? And so inside of that identity, I was attracting 
the people, the ah, relationships, yeah, the yeah, female yeah. friendships, all of these different things. And it wasn't until the second time that I called off an engagement, I was like, what is wrong with me? And I realized that I was at the pinpoint of all of my pain, but also I have the power to change it because I take accountability and responsibility for mm. it. So dating initially, you know, I, I was almost paralyzed just about 15 years ago and it was from my first ex-fiance. You know, I, wow. I, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of things I think people look at me and they think I've never been through anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel the need to say the woe is me story because we all have one Absolutely. or several, right? And so I think as I've evolved as a, as a woman and as a human being and on a spiritual level, mental, emotional, physical, financial, energetic standpoint, I'm better at choosing. I also know this, dating, marriage, it's all a shot in the dark. We don't know, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I, what my parents have, they've been married for decades. I don't know if that is still even available in this society. You know, like what my dad went mm. through cancer. He went through like, and my, my parents have ridden it out, like ridden it out. And it's, it's wild to me, the level of ride or die that they have for one another. Right. And I do desire that but it's a two-way street. Absolutely. You know, your partner has to be willing to do that too and be willing to have your back. And so that when I say safety, security, respect, I know that I'm better at choosing aligned partners, mm -hmm. but I'm also feeling like I don't, I don't, just because I choose them and they choose me doesn't mean it'll work out. For sure. You know, and I'm, I'm, I don't have attachment to the outcome of really anything because I feel like control, that's like a form of, people think they have, it's such a false pretense that we have control over anything. We don't. Yeah. We have control over nothing except for ourselves. Um, but I am excited for the day when, um, you know, it, it, it is all the way in alignment. Mm -hmm. My last situation, great guy, never gonna say anything negative about anyone I've dated, although I could. Um, but I do feel like I no longer live from the story of, if I let you in, you'll betray me. I live through the story of, I'm after happiness. Mm -hmm. And happiness is gonna breed, you know, safety, security, respect, love, protection, um, relationship, marriage, family. Yeah. Whereas before I just wanted marriage and a family. Anyone can give you marriage and a family. Absolutely. Society teaches you, get women, you're not worth as much if you're not married. You're yep. not as great of a woman if you're mm -hmm. not a mom. And that's not the truth, yeah. right? And so I think that um, when we can, we can have no attachment. And I think when we can be okay with who we really are alone like i'm already happy and i'm excited to attract someone yes. else that's happy yep. and when it happens it'll be amazing right and and that's another thing too when i'm in a relationship i'm all in ten thousand percent and people are like how do you give so much how are you so this how are you because if it doesn't work it doesn't work okay mm -hmm. great yeah. but what if it's the most epic love story ever known to mankind and you didn't give yourself an opportunity to find out I wouldn't do that to me. Mm. That doesn't also doesn't mean it's perfect yeah, either. Yeah. It means there's, there's ups still, and there's downs. For sure, but it's still the perfect love story yes. if you allow it to be that. Yes, perfectly imperfect. Like my parents, I'm like, that's an epic love story. Yeah. You know? I know a lot of people that, what? Mm-mm. But I, I desire that. So what do you think is wrong today with dating? Because if you, like, we can look back at our parents' relationship. My parents have been together 26, 7, 8 years. Mm-hmm. And your parents have been together for how long? somewhere around the length 30 yeah 30 plus years and where do you see the gap at between 
our parents' generation of love and our generation of love because we've both, you know, we can say we've been in and out of situations before. And just, of course, nothing worked as of yet. Mm -hmm. And then we look at dating today where women are saying, oh, men ain't this. Guys are saying women ain't this. Mm. And it's like, you know, the battle of the sexes and mm -hmm. all this types of stuff. Where did we fall short, do you believe? Such a loaded question. Um, I think that number one, our parents' generation is very different in the sense that marriage was what you did. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and you ride it out with the person and it doesn't matter what happens yeah. inside of the marriage. That marriage is what you do, right. you know? For our generation, we have a lot more choice inside of, of do we want to get married? Like, we, we're in a much freer generation, True. but we don't have a lot of awareness in this generation. Mm. And so I think that the issue and why a lot of relationships, you know, two out of three marriages end in divorce. Why? Because there's no self-awareness. There's no sense of, is this person aligned or is it that we started dating? I like you, you like me, it felt kind of good. Then we start sleeping together, then we move in together and then, oh, we get pregnant, this is what you do, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or is it really like a vetting period of, pardon me, of you get to be my friend and let's decide if we even like who each other are because most of the time we find out we don't like that person mm -hmm. after we've made the commitment to them. Absolutely. But also, are we doing the self work to understand what it is, like who are we being in the relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, where are we, are we operating from a traumatic experience? Are we operating from, um, you know, things that haven't healed? Are we reacting or are we responding? Are we doing what we need to do to attract that type of partner that is actually aligned with who you are? So I think that awareness is absolutely the key and alignment is, is, is so necessary, but most people are looking at the superficial things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're gonna build anything, you've gotta dig into the foundation. The deeper you dig down, the higher you can take it. Mm -hmm. If you just build from right here and you try to build a freaking skyscraper, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, the wind yeah. could blow it over. Absolutely. You know, so I think that people aren't doing the due diligence to dig in and really see like, what's in that foundation? How are we gonna lay this foundation? Why do you think we're either scared to do it or don't want to do it? It's work, and because I think when you're digging too, it's a mirror to self. Yeah. Like, yo, Sarah, you, my ex has been my best teacher, my best teacher. He's literally the best teacher I've ever had in my life. And not because he was like, Sarah, let me teach you this. The way that he operates, I had to learn to give things different meaning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. I, I had to learn oh, there's so many things that I had to learn that I thought based on society, things were supposed to look a different way or based off of what I thought I wanted, things had to look a certain way. And he is the complete opposite. So as an example, like meeting my family, mm -hmm. everyone I've ever dated in the past met my family in like two or three months. And my parents live in Canada, okay? Every single time, like without a shadow of a doubt. And because I don't date for fun. I date for marriage. Yeah. Like if, if we can't see each other being together, what's the point? Y'all wanna have fun? Do you. I love that about you. That's not my life, right? So everyone met my parents. Now for me, it took him a year and a half to meet my parents. Now I could have said, well then he loves me less because it, but that's not the truth. 
just because someone knows who it is that they want to be, it doesn't mean that they love me less. It doesn't mean that our relationship isn't real. It doesn't mean that, you know, I, I need that validation of whatever. Mm -hmm. I had to give it a different meaning. It means he's not ready to meet my parents. Absolutely. That's what it means in, in reality, you know? But what we do as people is when those things come up and we think things are supposed to be a certain way, we react based off of traumas that we don't that we don't even know that we have yes you know it's like that quote that says if you don't um if you don't heal you'll bleed all over the people that didn't cut you yep you know so this is good <laughs> this is great really? what about you what is your answer why do you think people aren't aren't like relationships look how they look right now and why do people talk so negatively this about is my dating podcast, not yours well i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> nah um i want to echo everything that you said for sure i think a lot of us we don't want to look at ourselves right and we don't want to do the hard work yeah of what it's like because we've had all of our traumatic experiences i've had mine you have yours yeah. you know she's had hers he's had his yeah but i think no one really wants to get to the root cause of what's going on mm -hmm. like you said earlier you're saying that um what was wrong with me? Mm. A lot of times in relationships, like point the finger, it was him, it was her. She did this, she did that, yep. he did that, he yep. did this. Instead of what did I do? What, yes. was, what was my fault in this? Yes. And how, you know, for the next situation, how can I better myself? How can I take the time and say, you know what? I'm not gonna date for maybe about six months. Mm -hmm. Let me do some hard work for about six months. Let me look at my traumas. Let me look at my inner being. Let me look at my surroundings. Let's see, let me look at my friends. Yeah. You know, are we always having a hot girl summer, hot boy summer every day, every weekend? Mm -mm. Are we, or we having girls nights or guys nights? Say, yo, let's do some hard work tonight, guys. Yes, come you on. Know, are we getting deep in our own circle of relationships? Yeah. I think everything nowadays is so surface with us. Yeah. We don't go deep enough with everyone. Mm -mm. You know, it's just oh, you're just you're there. Right. I know you for speaking. I know you're great at that. But let me get to who is really there. Like you know, if I'm gonna be around you, I'm gonna have you in my space. I want to know who you are. Right. Friend, dating, whatever it may be. I want to know. What was it like growing up with you? Right. You know, who were you before what I, what I know or what I've observed of you? Right. Because I can have my own connotations about who you are. Right. But behind you, there's a deeper story. So that'll much. help me make sense of who you are. Right. And I, don't, I think we're okay with surface level. I agree. And I think that's our biggest problem right now is we're okay with it just being right here. Right. We're okay with, you know, as long as you do for me, I'm fine. Because right. We've seen so many viral clips going, so many clips going viral nowadays. Yeah. You know, the guy got he, he or she got to make six figures. You know, they got to have this. We look at our parents like my parents never hit six figures before in mm -hmm. their lives, but they made it work. Mm -hmm. I've never known that. Yeah, we were struggling once upon a time. Mm. We struggled. We struggled. When I look back and like, oh, we struggled. We struggled. We struggled, and it built up so much inside of me. And sometimes I find, you know, because I'm a suppressor sometimes, mm. where I suppress, and, I'm, and I know this about me because I've come self-aware, okay, this is, what, this is what I'm doing. You suppress, Yvonne, so you can't suppress. Mm. So it's like when I do it, I say, okay, you're doing it. Mm. Snap out of it. Yeah. So I can be, and I can give you a thousand percent of me. Yeah. And I can give it to you freely, but like, oh, if I give her this, she's gonna take from me, or she's gonna use, like the girl uses this story against you. Right, and right. Feel, that's what I feel like this is, that's our issue with relationships right now is that no one wants to give a thousand percent of themselves away because of what they feel, what may be on the other side of the stick. Right. And if you just give and just, you know, having the back in mind, you know what, I may get hurt in this giving. But that's a part of my life. That's part of my journey. And it will But don't have it at the back of your mind. Okay. 
don't have it at the back of your mind because what we do is what we want to do. Mm. It goes back to who we're being. My, my ex, bless his heart, I could easily say, oh, I was taken advantage of. Yeah. I could easily say, oh, he did this to me. He, but re in reality, Sarah, you allowed your standard to be to at a be, point yes. where where I allowed mm -hmm. myself to be taken yep, advantage yep. of. I allowed someone to, you know, whatever the things may be, X, Y, Z. But do I regret it? No. no. That's what I was. That's the point I was trying to hit. Yeah. Don't live with the regret of what of you giving yourself away because what happens is. We wind up not wanting to give ourselves away to the next person. Period. Because of that regret. Well, I gave away my heart to this person. And they, they shattered it. They did me wrong. But it's just, yo, somebody's out there waiting. They want to love you they so bad. They can't wait. They can't wait to yes. love you. But you won't give them you. Yep. Because of what happened in the past. Yes. And I, I think that's one of our biggest things. We don't want to give of ourselves because of what happened I want to give. I, I, am, I am so excited you for the day. You can have me. I guess. Like, yo, like, yo. Whoever yes. she is, you can have. Like, wherever yes. you want to you know, I'm open like you know i told you that we had a conversation about my life yo the first two or three days i'm telling you all about my past yeah because you need to know asexual right because before because i know i'm a great guy yes and i know eventually feelings are going to get involved yes and i don't want you to make a decision off of feeling yeah and based off of a fact of my life yes i want you to make the decision off of a fact early on before your feelings get involved so you're not so in your head about who i am or what the situation is or what it could be yep so joe's like that's that's who i am that's why i'm so free and so transparent because I, I come with a stigma, mm -hmm. and I say that with air quotes, mm -hmm. I come with a stigma of, you know, I'm not the average guy, or, or it's just shocked when you find out about my past life. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, that's who I am. Right. That's who I was. Yeah, it's a part. It's who I be. It's all a part of the it's story. It's all a part of my story. And I think, too, that we often, if we don't know who we are, mm -hmm. and there is no vetting process or standard to the people, platonic or romantic, that come into our lives, yeah. We can't get mad at people for being who they are if you didn't vet them first. There you go. You know, I always say, I'm not going to be upset with the UPS man for delivering the mail. I'm not going to be upset with the person that, the server that delivers the food to the table. I'm grateful for that person. Mm -hmm. We need everything, yeah. right? It's important. However, some of us, because of proximity, yeah, are yeah. allowing the people in our lives to be in roles they shouldn't be in. Mm. You know, it's like now this is best friend. That person isn't qualified to be best friends. Not at all. They are not even almost, not even almost qualified. And so inside of that, I think that we as people get to get crystal clear again. Who is it that you are? Where? What is the alignment that you have for where you want to be? Because you won't rock with things that aren't in alignment with you. Yeah. So now when certain people, just because I see you every day, does not mean we gonna rock together. Absolutely. Right? There's, there's, and and I, we get so upset. I can't believe this person did that to me. No, you did that to you because you know that that person never should have been in that role. Yep. Right? And yep. I, we gotta own it. And those are the things we don't wanna own. Yes. And I knew I grew as a man when I got in a situation that I knew I shouldn't have gotten in mm -hmm. with a young lady. And when I, we got out of it, I look back and say, you know what? I knew I should have gotten up in the, in the first place. Mm. Instead of saying, yo, she did me wrong. She did this in the third. I was like, yeah, I, I should have been there. That's all me. Yep. That was all my fault. Yep. We probably could have been cool. We could have been friends. You know, like on a distant level. Yeah. But as far as like us being in the actual, like, yo, I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to like build something with you. I knew from jump. Yep. I shouldn't have, but I went against my own instinct. Yep. Because I didn't trust myself. Yep. Or because like she was fine. She looked good. She mm -hmm, was cute. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, this is a nice little joint on your arm. Right. But when I, when it ended, you know, we're still cool to this day. You know, we, we're cordial. 
But it was just like, yo, I knew I shouldn't been in that situation. Mm. Know, that was my fault. Yeah. It wasn't her fault because she had a liking towards me. Yeah. That was my fault because I wasn't man enough to say, yo, Jovan, you can wait a little longer for the right thing or the right person. Mm. And that's 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 a whole that's that's a bar. That's a whole bar. I'm a lot of my relationships when you ask like dating and why mm -hmm. I said they started tragically is because a lot of it came from when I first started dating, not trusting myself. Yeah came from, oh, well, what looks good, mm -hmm. came from the perception, came from all of these things, except everything except for truth. Yeah, yeah. So now, as an older, wiser woman, I'm operating from truth. Yes. And um, there's definitely a certain type of man that I choose, because we attract everything, what, we're human what's, beings. What's your type? Uh, it's not an aesthetic. Not just your type, but like what is, what fits the mold for Sarah, should I say? Someone that makes me feel safe, secure, and respected. Mm -hmm. Someone that I can trust giving the lead of my life to. Um, someone that makes me feel safe to be my little girl. Um, someone that is certain. You know, it's, it's not like a lot of, oh, I wonder. No, they're mm -hmm. certain in who they, they know who they are, which is also why I date older men. I don't date young men. Like, I'm like, mm -mm, y'all got too much to figure out. <laughs> Go do you. There are so many young women that want y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people around your age that want y'all. I don't. Mm. It's, it's too much. It's, it's, it's too much. It's just too much. Um, but yeah, like someone, someone that's marinated, you know, like they're seasoned. And it's so funny because women want to be like, oh, I want that knight in shining armor. No, boo. Give me the dents, the, the, the scrapes, the, the discolorations, the burn marks. I need all of that because you're battle tested. Mm. Those knights in shining armor, they've never been through anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've never been through anything. And when it comes down to are we going to like we could die. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like some, and I'm talking metaphorically dying, obviously, but it's like the things that happen inside of our relationships, it's not always gonna feel good. But are you willing to battle it out at the end of the day for one another, mm -hmm. not against one another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of the times that knight in shining armor, yeah, they look good, put them in a battle. Put mm. them in a battle. And they stand the test. Probably not. Probably not. So I, 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 I definitely choose a certain as you should you know and i like those characteristics and those qualities that you look for in a person yes because i feel like if each of us look for those qualities guy or woman mm -hmm. because we all want to feel safe yes we all want to be the little girl or the little boy yes like we want to lay our hairs down because like you think society has so much pressure of yes. we gotta work we gotta earn we gotta get this we gotta do this we gotta stay abreast of what's going on in the world mm -hmm. but to be safe and say you know i can lay my hair down i can relax i can be the little boy the little or boy, opposite, the little, the little yeah, the op, that to your little partner. person to my partner, I can go home to this every day. Who yes. wouldn't want that? And it releases so much pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we live in a world where we have to be, you know, on stage. Okay, Sarah Fontenot, name and lights. I don't desire to be that person in the house with my partner. Yeah. I desire to be the goofy, wild, you know, can we watch a kids movie together? Mm -hmm. I love Moana. I can't wait for the new Jurassic Park to come. Like there's certain things I am yeah, a child yeah. about and I, I never want to use that childlike, I never want to lose that. Like yeah, I, I yeah, always yeah. want to stay grounded inside of, um, of fun and experience and wonderment, mm -hmm. you know? And too many people just get caught up in this monotonous, tiresome relationship where it's just like, oh, this is just how it is. No, it's not, change it. It doesn't have to be that way. Absolutely. You know, so I am not um, a, a relationship guru, but I have experienced a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, 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 I'm so grateful for every man that's been inside of my journey because they've taught me so many lessons and I needed them, yeah. you know? And so I'm excited for when it is my, my, my husband, but even that nothing is guaranteed, right? you know? And I'm not saying I'm okay with divorce or before people come from my neck. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying nothing, life isn't guaranteed, yeah. you know? So relationships are, 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 uh, the person that we choose is one of the biggest decisions we will ever make in our Absolutely. entire lives, yeah. in our entire lives. I agree. So choose accordingly, you know, Actuals. that's how I feel. I don't know. <sighs> we talked about a lot of stuff we today. Did. I hope I brought value. Oh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> you did. We didn't, I'm like, we didn't talk about like, well, okay. We listen, well, that was good. <laughs> You brought a lot of value. I'm like, I soaked in so much. You know, I saw another side of you that, you know, I'm thankful that I got to see. You've never seen it? Not all the way. What is the perception that you have? When I first met you. Uh-huh. Years ago. Years ago. Uh-huh. I just thought you like, she's like this bubbly, kind of too hard to like touch type of person. When I talked to you, yeah. I was like, she's not even that at all. I had her all wrong. Uh-huh. As I've gotten to know you over the years, she's dope. Thank you. Yeah, so it's just, you know, my apologies for having that perception of you. But, you know, it's just like I said, we have to get to know people. I don't yeah. just want to know everyone in these circles, just surface level. Right. No. I want to know you. Right. You know, so I know what you're made of. Right. You know, when, if I need you in tough times, can I depend on you? Period. And it's not, I'm not talking about just financially. It's just like, yo, I'm just having a bad day. Right. Can I just hit you, text you, what's, I'm not feeling good today. Yeah. And I know that I can get that from you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to do a quick commercial break real quick, and okay. I want you to close out with, if you have anything left powerful to say. <laughs> Short or long? However, yeah, not, it was in between. Okay. If you can. But give us a bar, though. A bar? Give us a bar. Can I give a belief bar? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You know my belief bar, right? Not yet, but I think I do. Okay. But give it to us anyway. Okay. All right. This episode is sponsored by The Emboldened Institute. It's a space where I send out daily messages of hope, love, and affirmation to you daily, 365, seven days a week. Mm. Text me 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. Text me the word affirmation to receive daily affirmations. Text me the word heal to receive messages of love and hope, all right? I got you. We're in this journey together, and I want you to heal the little boy, the little girl inside of you so that you can just become the best version of yourself. Text me 404 476 Six seven eight zero, Sarah. Yes, come on, I love that. Thank you. Um, if I were gonna say something as far as how how people mm -hmm. can get out of their own way, because that is my heart work. Yes. Um, I think that it boils down into two things: mm -hmm. Do you believe, and do you believe that you're worthy? Mm. And so, a friendly reminder that worthiness is our birthright. It is not something that we have to earn or achieve. We have to dress a certain way to have. No, you were born worthy. Yes. Every single one of us were born worthy. And the second that we hold on to that is a second that all things start to change because you walk with expectation instead of question. Mm. So that's one. Two, belief is an action word. And for me, if it's okay for me to go into my belief Please. loop, I believe belief breaks down into five really simp simple thought steps. Number one, a repetitious thought 
creates your awareness, creates your evaluation, creates your action, creates your progress. What does that mean? It means when you think about something again and again and again and again and again, you're putting it onto the forefront of your mind. Mm -hmm. So if you put the pictures on your phone, if you put the pictures on your wall, if you do all of those things, now you see it all the time, Yes. right? And so, can I use an analogy? Please. I'm gonna be like three minutes, is that okay? That's fine. Okay, great. So. <laughs> So I, I love I love analogies because mm -hmm. I see in pictures. And so one of the things that I always say is a repetitious thought is creating a neurological pathway inside of our brain. So without getting sciency, this is my analogy. If you ran through a cornfield one time, would anyone know that you ran through the cornfield? No. No. If you drove through a cornfield one time, would someone know that you drove through the cornfield? Possibly. Yeah, probably. But over time, corn would start to grow back. No one would really know that you were in the cornfield. Yeah. Right? But if you drove again and again and again and again that same path in the cornfield, would someone know that you were in the corn in the cornfield? Absolutely. Absolutely, they would know. So, and not only would they know, but corn wouldn't grow there any longer. No. And so our brain works the same way. If you're driving that thought and you're feeling passionately good about it again and again and again and again, what starts to happen is not only is it at the forefront of your mind, oh, someone's been in the cornfield, but now it's harder for fears and doubts to live to grow around it mm -hmm. any longer, right? So when you have that repetitious thought, what you're actually doing is you're creating awareness. Awareness is like a radar in those old submarines, yeah. right? Like doop, doop, right? I just watched a movie with submarines in it. Oh, it's called The Interceptor. It's not a submarine, but anyway. Yep. I just watched that on Netflix. I was like, okay, with the woman right, star right. over here. Yes, come on, strong lady. Yes. Um, if I were to do movies, I'd want to do movies like that. Mm. Anyway, so it's like the radar inside of the submarine, right? What If we've only ever seen a map of the United States. Mm -hmm. As old as we are in school, they only taught us about maps of the United States. It's the only thing that existed as old as we are today. We've only seen a map of the United States. And then you start getting around people talking about healing, people talking about entrepreneurship, people mm -hmm. talking about success, people talking about making millions. It's like Japan, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of the times, the people that love you the most they support you the least because they've only ever seen a map of the United States as well. Mm. So when you come to them and you're like, Japan, they're like, don't do that. That's stupid. That's for them over there. You shouldn't do that. But they're actually trying to keep you safe over here yes. instead of believing that that's even possible. Uh -huh. Right? So our biggest opportunity is to one, become the possibility or the result so we can inspire them to come to Japan too. Yep. Give them the blueprint to Japan. So inside of creating that awareness, what I'm now doing is I'm having an evaluation. If I've only ever had a map of the United States, well, now it's expanded. I can see the world map. Okay, well, we're here in Atlanta, Georgia. I want to get over here to Japan. There's a large body of water. I don't know if I, you got, you might have to paddle boat, get on a freight liner, hitchhike, pogo stick, drive, get on a plane. I don't know what it looks like. Maybe you know the friend that has a private jet and you just get to fly there. All of our journeys look different especially based on the environments that we have, mm -hmm. right? All of our journeys look different, but when you can evaluate, this is where I need to go, this is where I am, you can reverse engineer it. Yeah. So now, when you reverse engineer the big goal, what is required to get there? The income producing activities or the actual things that are going to move you forward inside of your healing. Mm -hmm. When you get to that space, now you take action in it. Mm -hmm. Any aligned action, if it's a client, Let's say you're trying to get one client and you didn't know if you could get one. If you get one, oh, you could get two. Absolutely. If you get two, you could get three. Yep. If you get three, you could get five. And what does that do? It pumps you up. It gives you confidence. It gives you progress, yes. which is going to give you a higher and newer level of belief. Mm -hmm. If someone were to come to me and say, Sarah, 
Um, you could never be successful in X. I could be successful in anything yeah. because I've built so many businesses, mm -hmm. right? I've also learned what not to do because I've failed in so many businesses. Right. So it literally doesn't matter. Successful people are successful because they choose to put the skills on the agenda to learn. Yep. Unsuccessful people say, oh, I could never. Well, you could yeah. if you take the time to learn it. So my message is belief is an action word. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it. Just do it, yeah. you know, affirm it, yes, but affirm the small goal. For sure. And and celebrate along the way. You know, don't get too caught up on the big goal because um, that can be overwhelming. Absolutely. And to remember that worthiness is our birthright. Mm -hmm. And when you have those two things together, that's going to boost your confidence. And when you get those results, oh, nothing creates more confidence like a result. Absolutely. So just keep going, uh, keep growing, and know that we're human. So we will have human yes. days. Yes. You know, no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. we're, you might stub yep. your toe one day and be like, what is it all for? <laughs> Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just important for us to remember and have compassion and grace Absolutely. with ourselves yes. and know that that's the biggest part. Those, that last two compassion and grace with ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. important. And everyone like you matter, you matter guys, you matter. So that is, uh, my, my, my ending note. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for thank your time, you. your no, energy, your you. effort, Absolutely. what you're creating. Thank you. This platform is incredible. And again, I'm just honored to be here. Honored to have you. Well, guys, you heard it here first in the episode of Living Less the Podcast. We are out. Peace.